0: Swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code Tour Stories10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. And we continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, And we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, Aviv. Hi. What's the haps, man?
1: Oh, so much is going on. Really? So much. Yes. Where are you? I'm in Los Angeles, California despite the pillows behind me that say Boston and Philadelphia. Oh, I should have arranged them nicely.
0: Do you have Los Angeles pillows?
1: Uh, I don't have Los Angeles pillows. It feels a little bit like wearing the shirt of the band that you're going to see. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so you're in Los Angeles. Is that is that where you're from from? I'm from right outside of philadelphia originally i spent eight years in boston almost nine years in boston and then i moved out to la and actually the tour story that i'm going to tell today is about my move from boston to la
0: oh cool all right i wanted to make another joke about philadelphia pillows but i'm not going
1: to best city in the best city in the country Um, i know it is i love i love philly oh i have a question for you but this doesn't have to make the show but sure one of my biggest regrets back in like 2005 or so um right before were you playing with modest mouse in 2005 probably ish yeah right before one of my biggest regrets in my entire life was my friend nick um in around 2004 or 5 Found out that Modest Mouse was playing at an ice skating rink in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. And we were going to, like, call off, call out of our jobs and drive the five and a half hours to Pittsburgh to see Modest Mouse in the ice skating rink. And we we never wound up doing it. And that's, like, like one of my top regrets in my life.
0: Really? Yeah. You want to know what's funny about that is that Mm. we almost didn't make it.
1: No shit.
0: Uh, I don't want to throw Isaac. No, I'm not throwing him under the bus. It was an accident. We were in New York, I think, the night before, and we all went to the airport to get to this hockey arena. Mm -hmm. Well, outside of Pittsburgh, right? Right outside of Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I think we collectively missed our first flight, and we weren't like flight missers. We just It was just tight, whatever. We missed it. And then Isaac came later and missed that flight after we had taken off and then missed a second flight. Oh no. I don't know what was happening. I think whatever. It was it was chaos. And um he didn't fucking get to the show until like an hour after we played and we were concerned Holy it was shit. gonna be a riot. <laughs> Oh my God!
1: Uh, well, now I'm glad I didn't go.
0: Well, it was great. It was explosive once he got on stage. Oh, so you yeah. still made it and did? We the played show. the show. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm regretting again, all over. Yeah. Again. He made it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You it's should okay. have regretted that. And then you know, of course, he delivered tenfold because he was late. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He just had all that adrenaline.
0: Yeah. I know what that's. Um. About. Well, darn it. So. I want to talk about your fantastic podcast in sync, but first, I want to hear a little bit about your bad self. And <laughs> um, I understand that uh, you're a hyphenate of sorts, though I don't know if you're more than a hyphenate. If a hyphenate is only defined as two sort of vocations, I
1: have, like, weaponized ADHD. Yes, there you go. So, Thank you. So i I have been uh constantly kind of struggling between my two loves which is filmmaking and um and music and so in sync the podcast um which we just launched is like a perfect melding of those two things because we get to talk about the our favorite and the best music moments in tv and film and that to me is like the apex of both art forms is like when a great song can elevate a piece of cinema and then when the, that piece of cinema is then like inextricable from the song. Mm -hmm. Right. So I like the, some example I always give is I can't listen to the shins new slang without thinking of Natalie Portman's face in garden state, which is a movie that does not super work, but that one moment is like, you know, lightning in a bottle. Right.
0: And, um, I hear you uh instruct people on filmmaking and screenwriting.
1: Yes, that's true. I I am a filmmaker and screenwriter and I teach filmmaking and screenwriting on the college level and I also am a musician um, in like kind of a in just like a rock, loud rock and roll band and that goes back and forth between something that I like want to quit all my jobs and <laughs> do for the rest of my life and just like a fun creative outlet that I can do to get away from kind of the normal normal doldrums mm-hmm. um, and I also produce podcasts so I, right. I am the host of Sync and I produce a show called Lyrics for Lunch which is like music meets true crime we, uh, oh, we cool. do deep dives into the secret stories behind famous songs we just did an episode on Sammy Davis Jr which is deeply weird
0: Really? Yeah. Satanist. Whoa, really?
1: Yeah. For
0: for real for real. Yay, that's exciting. <laughs> that's great.
1: Satanist multi He's a hyphenate too. He could He's a it. super super multi-hyphenate, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And our co-host so we, we we go in kind of blind, my co-host and Lindsay and I mm-hmm. go in kind of blind and so uh she didn't know that Sammy Davis Jr was missing an eye and I got to tell her that and oh. it was podcasting gold what a moment yeah can we hear that yet yeah it'll be out this friday as well okay in direct competition with you
0: yeah what time do you put that out because i want to put mine out just seconds before yours
1: in the middle like like midnight eastern time (laughs) um
0: well okay back to in sync i i love this podcast it is uh as you. you said it is the celebration of the needle drop and for people who don't know what really a needle drop is can you can you give us a little
1: definition on that so needle drop there are they come in different flavors but a needle drop is a moment of music and you i I refer to it as like pop music like a, a song that has not been written necessarily for this movie or tv show that you may already be familiar with in some way that comes in in a pivotal moment and sometimes these are with live performances, or with a character singing a song, or and sometimes it's completely non-diegetic, and it's just like a great musical moment that punctuates a scene or a sequence. Um, but it it really just like hijacks your emotional nervous system and and creates such a such a strong feeling. And what's interesting about In Sync is every episode starts out or like like when we plan the episodes my co-host Rachel and I we talk about a sync that we really really like and then i'm always worried i think she is too that it's just going to be like a love fest on like and then this happened and then this happened and then as we research it we realize that there are these like deep thematic philosophical connections between the piece of music and the piece of cinema the tv show or the movie that make it so tightly woven that it it becomes almost like a foregone conclusion like of course they had to use the song for this moment um the episode that we just dropped is about long long time which is uh featured in the third episode of the last of us mm-hmm. and i learned so much about linda ronstadt and her I, her sense of reinvention and that matches like what happened with craig Mason. the the creator of the last of us as well as the characters in the episode and so it all coalesced in such a really interesting way um and that's what i love most about in sync too is that it's like we can do this kind of dna analysis of like why is this music moment so perfect right
0: and and you do you you uh you and rachel both do that and the other thing i really love about the show is when i first learned about it the again celebration of needle drop is good enough for me but mm-hmm. then i was um listening to it with a diverse age group so sure. was a 13 year old and an eight year old and um my partner who's roughly my age and uh we were stuck in a car and um i was just like let's just try this and we tried it and it's such a wide range of information you i was wa- literally watching people's faces tune out at time, you know kids tune sure. out on a deep dive of uh the history of a certain film they have no idea right. of but then my partners get interested in it you know it was it's really thorough it's a wide range of information and i think that's part of the reason it's it's uh, such a great show
1: we try to find something for everyone and, and we don't want it to just be like this kind of film film bro like did you know that Martin Scorsese used Layla at the end of Goodfellas? Yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah. Um and we wanna celebrate kind of some of the ones that made us love the concept of needle drops like uh, some of the the lesser seen ones we talked about sugar high from um empire records which is like from a for a very small subsection of millennials (laughs) like a very important movie and for basically nobody else
0: And also the super when you talk to supervisors and and on supervision i mean that's that that may be a little deep for the general public but man it's yeah. uh, the way you guys talk about it it's, it works so well and of that's, course for me that's like
1: and they're magicians they yeah. I, like don't understand how they do what they do
0: it's it's crazy it stresses me out to think or it used to stress me out once I, when i had the fantasy that maybe i could try supervising someday and it used to just i used to just think about it and think i was doing due diligence but every once in a while i would just be like but what would happen if i was on the spot i was like i don't have that magic yeah i gotta go back
1: to my library yeah plus like the prices of some of these songs we talked (laughs) to we talked about um cruel intentions with jordan ross schindler the co-creator of the cruel intentions musical Mm -hmm. and the the original movie spent ten percent on the of their budget on Bittersweet Symphony, which is like that's obscene. That's like that's there's insane. no yeah reason to do that, and yet it's like one of the most iconic moments in '90s yeah film.
0: Yeah, insane. So was it worth it?
1: I think so, but but how do you justify that to like the producer? I know. All right. Well,
0: what was the uh, what was the real catalyst between you two to to get this? thing going
1: uh this is like it's like a true rom-com moment mm-hmm. Rachel and I are neighbors
0: no you aren't that's a lot we
1: are she lives she lives directly upstairs from me okay with her husband Taylor and we have kind of mutual friends I I'm gonna shout out Hillary Hughes the great Hillary Hughes who is a writer for Apple music but I knew Hillary from the music scene in Boston where I used to live and Hillary introduced me to my fiance Leanne and um Hillary knew Rachel from the journalism scene in New York and so we just kind of all ran into each other and then one day I was in the cafe below my apartment with my dog Chubbs who's asleep right next to me Hmm. and um Rachel popped in, and I guess she like knew somehow that I had produced podcasts and kind of just asked for my advice and then she was pitching me this idea. This is completely her brainchild of incredible musical moments. And I was like trying to play it so cool. I was like, oh, interesting. You might need a co-host. And she's like, yeah, but I need someone who's like a musician and also into film. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Where would you find someone like that? Yeah. And so by the end of this, what should have been a 10-minute conversation of her asking for my advice on how to start a podcast, I was like, I was already the co-host of the yeah. show. And it was like two hours later and we had planned our first 10 episodes because that was like a thought experiment that I had that I give anyone who I'm giving podcasting advice to is just like plan the first 10 episodes of your show so you know that it has legs. Yeah. And, you know, we have a master spreadsheet of like 85 episode ideas right. now that we're just going
0: crazy okay on yeah that that is um that is good advice because it man it's uh sober or not these podcast ideas that uh i've come across <laughs> uh with other yep. people presenting to me you know a lot of times it's like yes and then you're like okay well, let's go yeah. episode three and they're like uh you're right yes yeah yes. <laughs> maybe it's this okay. wasn't the best idea yeah, it's one of those things um well that's fun that really is a yeah. rom com situation. Um. I wanted to share with you my favorite needle Please. drop. Um and I want and without asking your, you know, favorite needle drop because you're you're everyone asks you that at this point. Um, no one has ever asked me that. Oh my god. All right. Well, I have a two-folded question regarding okay. that, but first let's start with mine. Um which is when I was preparing for this, I was just thinking What what just comes to mind, and it's kind of weird to me, but it is a Soundgarden song, Hands All Over, in the movie Pacific Heights, which for some reason had a great impact on me. And I don't really know. I've never
1: seen, I've not even heard of that movie, Pacific Heights. It is so powerful. Pacific Heights.
0: Pacific Heights. It's scary.
1: John Schlesinger melanie griffith Mm -hmm. okay so may i make a a podcast recommendation to you yes so um there's a show called you must remember this hosted Mm -hmm. by Karina longworth which is like a history of film yeah um and the first century of hollywood and they do an erotic 90s they're in the middle of their erotic '90s season, and they talk about they did erotic '80s last year, yeah. and they talk about all of these like psychological erotic thrillers that like happened as a result of fatal attraction. Okay, it's super super interesting.
0: Okay, yeah. How does Ghost fit into a the erotic?
1: Ghost was like the the very PGified version. So right. Ghost was made by the Zucker brothers, the guys who did Airplane, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't feel like that, but Ghost was <laughs> no, like. Ghost was like the the very friendly um relatable cousin to like the movies like like Pacific Heights that were being made that were like a little bit edgier and for yeah. adults.
0: Well, I encourage you to check I encourage you to check out that scene. It's really great. And and then looking back to just kind of check my facts, I realized one thing which is weird. It's not on the soundtrack.
1: <laughs> but it but that happens all the time
0: right? yeah i didn't realize that and then i read further and i was like oh that happens all the time yeah. then i didn't remember that he was watching the video i didn't even oh. remember
1: that i just remember him sitting on the couch and the music playing that's interesting because 1990 is kind of early for soundgarden i know like because i know that they were heavily heavily featured in singles which is right. the cameron yeah. crowe movie from 91 and everyone's like oh my god eddie Vetter's in this movie oh my yeah. god this movie gave the world grunge and it seems like uh michael keaton and john schlesinger had them beat yeah crazy yeah
0: anyways check it out it's fun scary yeah, I will. it may be erotic i can't remember the eroticism the, i hope the, the so.
1: poster has like a keyhole you're like looking through a keyhole <laughs> at michael keaton so yeah. i'm assuming it's pretty erotic yeah all right. Um,
0: give me your favorite needle drop.
1: So, this is most this memorable, is, rather. I'm sure that no one has ever heard of this movie, which is fine. Um, but there is a movie from the year 2000 starring Sandra Bullock and Liam Neeson called Gunshy. Mm-hmm. And the opening song is by uh, a guy named Bob Schneider who happened to be engaged or dating sandra bullock at the time and Mm -hmm. it's called blue skies for everyone and it was such a i'd like it inspired me to learn how to sing and play the guitar at the same time i like went to the tv guide and like looked up when it would be playing again this was like very early internet days and it became my favorite song it's still like one of my all-time favorites and um and had like such a huge profound effect on the rest of my life um and yeah, it's just a gorgeous, weird little like Tom Waitsy kind of song. Before I knew who Tom Waits was, this like led me into all kinds of other. I was like in in the emo pipeline, yeah, yeah. Until this like, which I didn't completely avoid. Let's be honest, sure. but, um But I heard this song, saw this movie, and I was like, w- "Holy shit, this is like something really special."
0: All right. Well, that's that illustrates the power of that marriage right yeah. there. Music and moving pictures. Um
1: and we'll do an episode on that one day. One day. Yeah.
0: To that fantastic memory and experience you had, when do you think you recognized this power of music and film?
1: It may have been that moment. Okay. It yeah. may have been that just that moment and it wasn't even so It's not like a it's the opening track in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's it wasn't it's not like a profound emotional moment um however it's just like so it, it it elevates it's like the greater than the sum of its parts also there's a movie that's not so good called dragon heart um yeah. which is like the sean Connery. it plays the voice yeah. of like a dragon and there the score that, that movie came out in 96 ish the score is like unbelievably good and better than it has any right to be for like the quality of the movie. Right. And at the by the end of the movie you're like in tears because of this like CGI dra- 1996 CGI yeah. dragon. Yeah, yeah. But like <laughs> it's just because the music is so good. And so before before gunshy I think I realized like oh why am I crying at this? It's because of the like the music is making me cry. Yeah. The music is is leading my holding my hand to this emotion. Um, that the filmmaker wants me to feel
0: great yes that's the power super powerful propaganda yes (laughs) and uh what do you think well rather can you differentiate between sort of celebrating a score Mm -hmm. versus a needle drop
1: yeah so there is kind of a porous border between score and needle drops but in for the most part Needle drops were written before the movie and employed hmm. to help the movie. There are a few notable examples of like falling slowly for the movie once might be a needle drop. It's played live. It's for the movie. But in addition to that, something that you could then hear on the radio that has a distinct beginning and end. Right. Okay. So I think score is is meant to kind of. It's supposed to be there without you realizing it has started. Okay. Right? Versus a needle drop, which is like you hear the opening eight hi-hat beats of Back in Black, and you're like, yep, this is Back in Black. Right. Um. And so once again, a little bit of a porous border. The Star Wars theme mm-hmm. very clearly has a beginning, and you might hear it on the radio from time to time. and But that's still score. But the, these are my, like, in general categories, my rules yeah. of thumb you've you've made that perfectly clear to me thank you and words words are a big clue sure right right um well again i
0: love the podcast i look forward to more it's fun for the whole family fun for family. we'll stop cursing for you for your
1: (laughs) eight-year-old um
0: yeah i encourage everyone to go check out in sync wherever you listen to those podcasts um now no. you got a tour story for me from your band Jacob the Horse, I believe. Which kind of, are you yeah. guys are you guys still rocking Jacob? Yes, or? we are we yeah. are
1: still rocking. We just played a show on Saturday in Burbank.
0: Oh, where in Burbank? I love
1: uh, Burbank. This place called the Roguelike Tavern. It used to be called Sardo's. Roguelike. I like it. Roguelike. <laughs> yeah. We play there once a month. Oh. Okay. Um and next month uh, uh, june 9th we're doing our single release show for a song called totally depressed. Oh wow. All
0: it's right. Not being
1: totally depressed. <laughs> um yes, so should I tell my story? Yeah, so the, you say this is kind of related to kind Jacob of. the Horse. Okay. Yes, yeah. so so this was in a band that eventually became Jacob the Horse, mm-hmm. but this band is is a fake band. Okay. So uh this story takes place about 10 years ago but it starts even earlier than that after I had graduated from grad school in Boston for screenwriting I was just kind of milling around I was working at a home health care company managing nursing visits and uh, my friend who was the drummer in my college band uh, who quit the band to work for NASA sat me down and gave me like the real like the real tough love speech and was like, you're wasting your time here. You have to move to L.A. And I was terrified, terrified of leaving basically everything that I had built in Boston and moving to L.A. to like pursue my dreams as a filmmaker. And so in order to distract myself from the fear of that, I was like, well, I might as well plan a tour Like a musical tour, because who knows when the next time I'll be able to do that is. And then that spiraled out of control into, well, I might as well make a a movie about being on tour. And so I wrote a 25-page outline that was designed to be kind of improvised and based on a bunch of the things that had happened to me on other tours because as you probably know every movie about a band on tour is like 100 wrong about what it's like to be on tour exactly like yes. they get every every single yeah. thing wrong because my experience was like people fucking hate you you're playing <laughs> for like eight dollars you're sleeping in the van all this stuff yeah. and so in june of 2012 we set out on this tour and the band was called the anchorite and so was the movie which is like you can see it it's out um and there were six of us on the road three guys and three women um and we were all kind of pulling triple quadruple duty we were the film crew and the actors and the and the band that was playing every night so like after we would film a show as like my character was playing like uh, the You know, the camera guy, the sound guy would come up and, and play the bass and stuff. And so we were, it was June 27th, 2012, I know, because it was our cinematographer Phoebe's birthday. Okay. Happy birthday, Phoebe. And we were in Marion, Indiana, in the basement of a Episcopal priest's house, which is where we were staying that night. And this priest is the father of the singer of my college band. Like I, I've, we've been there before. Okay. Otherwise, like why go to Marion, Indiana? It right. is a very, very small town. We are, you know, in the basement, people are drinking, we're watching YouTube videos. It's, you know, it's 2012. Um, and then we hear this Pounding on the door to the basement which like leads out to the sloping driveway and we think that it's chelsea my co-star in the movie who we 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 think that she's outside talking to her boyfriend but she comes out of one of the bedrooms and is like what the fuck was that we're like what the fuck was that it's 2 30 ish in the morning and everyone you know the couple who like lives there is asleep and so jim our sound guy walks over to the door and he sees a hand pressed up against the frosted glass of the door. And he's like, nope, I'm not, I, I've never been here before. I'm not doing this. Aviv, you've been here before, you fucking do this. Yeah. And so I like make everyone huddle in the corner. <laughs> and I open the door and there's this guy there covered in blood. What? leaning up against the pain of the door it's like horror movie style like blood is dripping down his face there's little teeny tiny pieces of his face hanging off i can still it's been like 13 years to uh, 11 years yeah i can still see him if i close my eyes like if i try yeah and he says the scariest thing that anyone's ever said to me which is can i come in and use your phone i was like no no you may not you stand right there. <laughs> I'll call the police for you. Yeah. And so I realized that he's leaning against the door cuz he can't stand up. Okay. And we quickly fi- like I lock eyes with my drummer Dan, who's the guy who gave me that tough love speech. He like came as a sign of solidarity, he like came on the movie and came on the tour with us. Sure. And so I lock eyes with Dan and we click into like Dan and Aviv mode and he runs up the hill to see what the fuck happened. And I like help this guy to like a patio chair cause he can't stand up and he's really not making sense. And he keeps saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I realize that he's like kind of delirious and I have to keep him awake. And so I'm asking him some questions. What's your name? Sammy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What happened, Sammy? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. And then Dan comes running back down the hill and grabs him by his shoulders and is like, was there anyone else in the car? Okay. And what we put together over the next hour of questioning him was he was at a party and he got in an argument with his girlfriend, presumably about driving home drunk, Mm -hmm. drove home drunk, and hit... Just everything. Like he hit like a like a tree and a stop sign. And he he apparently was like, according to Dan, like twenty five or thirty feet from a natural gas main, which had he hit it, we would have all just blown up. Yeah. And he staggered to the nearest house. And so eventually I run out of questions to ask him. We're just like chatting because the ambulance, we call 911. We try to get an ambulance out there. And it's like the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Mm -hmm. So it's taking forever. It's like an hour into it. And I'm like, you got a girlfriend? (laughs) And he is telling me, he's like, well, she's real mad at me right now. This is how we figure out about the fight. And then two minutes after that, this girl with glasses and bleach blonde hair comes fucking booking it. Down this big sloping hill, screaming and crying. Sammy, Sammy, what did you do to yourself? What did you do? and so and she's he thinks that she's very mad at her. She's like very worried about him. He's like clearly got some broken ribs. He can't stand up anymore. He's like clearly concussed. And I have to pull her off of like I'm not a physical guy, but I have to like grab her by her arms and be like, sit the fuck down. You're making things worse. Just yeah. calm down. And so She's crying. He's crying. He's apologizing. Eventually, the ambulance shows up. And with the ambulance, so do the police. Mm-hmm. Because drunk driving is a crime. And so before the EMTs can put him in the ambulance, the cops have to question him. Mm-hmm. They like don't let the EMTs do anything. Because... The cops have to question him. Um, and so they're like, what happened, Sammy? And he keeps saying, I'm sorry, just like he did to me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you sorry for, Sam? Oh my God. What are you sorry for, Sam? And, like, I understand that, like, maybe he did this, like, horrible murder and then dies on the way to the hospital and they've got this big fucking unsolved murder in in sure. Indiana, because they didn't ask him what he was sorry for. But, like, he's clearly all messed up. Like, you're not going to get... A regular answer just like get him the fuck off of our porch yeah and at some point the 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 matriarch of this house comes just like comes downstairs at no point did we think about waking her up and she just kind of comes downstairs like what's going on <laughs> and we're like everything's under control And then she looks at me she looks at the cops the emts the guy that's bleeding on her porch and then back at me and goes, OK, and then just walks right up and goes back to bed. So it's like four thirty, five 5 o'clock a.m. before the, the ambulance leaves, the tow truck leaves, getting like the pieces of his car away, the cops leave. And we give Laura, the girlfriend, uh, one of our phone numbers to text us whether Sam's OK. Um, and she texted us the next day, and, and he was. But the the reason that the story has stuck with me is that a lot of the film that we were making and a lot of the music that is in the film and that has been since written about the film is a look backwards, right? I I am looking backwards and telling stories of my tours in this movie so that I don't have to look forward to my fear of living in L.A. And so this was a a moment that I was truly able to like live in the moment and be what I needed to be at that time. And so I don't think that it's like a super, like all I really did was call 911 and talk to some guy, but it was like such a a profound moment to like wake me up in terms of uh, staring backward at things that had passed when like, there are things that in the present that need my attention and so that's sammy if sammy if you're out there if you're listening hit me up man i hope you're doing okay the next morning we went to a diner and it was like i was we were all very shaken up we didn't sleep and it was like we were in a david lynch movie there was like a guy rolling his own cigarettes with a cigarette rolling machine behind us and then in the next booth there was like Two people who were clearly in a relationship with each other, with each with a laptop, like playing World of Warcraft with each other, and then us just like smoking during the day (laughs) in a diner in Marion, Indiana, being like, "What? Where? When are we?" So that was the last time I have been. That's not the last time I've been to Marion. Strike that from the record. I've been to Marion several times since then. It's lovely. How could it have even seemed real? It didn't. Yeah. And, and there was a part of me during the moment where I was like, should I tell Phoebe to roll the camera? Yeah. Should we, like, get into our character costumes and then help this guy? And then I was like, don't be a fucking asshole. <laughs> I, like, I, like, got out of my own way for once in my life and was uh, like, no, no. Someone is hurt. Right.
0: I mean, you did the right thing. And the way you described it to me, you were kind
1: of like... You were doing all the things, an EMT does. I guess so. We didn't do any CPR, but I don't think he needed it. The yeah. weirdest the weirdest part about the story is, much like, the, I don't know if this, what you told me is going to make the show, but we weren't supposed to be there. Much like P- Modest Mouse in, in Pittsburgh, our schedule got, like, fucked up. And so we were there actually a day later than we should have been, and they, like, moved the show for us. And so had we been there... When we were supposed to be there, had everything gone according to plan, he would have died on their porch, because they, the 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 people who own the house clearly wouldn't have woken up.
0: Oh, that is incredible. Thank you for that. You're you're
1: welcome. And I, I encourage people to go see the anchorite. The the anchorite is is available on on Amazon. I am in it, which was a big mistake. No. Um, <laughs> But uh you can see all the people that this is about everyone on the crew makes an appearance in the movie uh except for Sammy and um in that movie the like the like needle drop of that movie, it's about a band on tour. My character is like kind of stuck up in a punk band who just broke up, and he takes on like a singer-songwriter to go on tour with him because he's a singer-songwriter now. And then on the on the road, they form a band together and, and mm-hmm. form a family. And so the big needle drop in that movie is a song called If I Got Mine, which was written by my friend Chelsea, who plays herself in the movie. And who owns an amazing record store in Pennsylvania in the town that we grew up. And um, I actually reference this song and this movie and making it and Sam and other things that happened on the tour, including our van breaking down um, in a song that Jacob the Horse has called 12 Miles. That's weird. That's the song I want to play. Hell Yeah. For reals, that's no joke. So you get so we sing a bit of there's like an interpolation of if I got mine in the middle of twelve miles.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: All right. Well, go check out In Sync.
0: It's a fun podcast.
1: Yeah, it's a cool podcast. I have a lot of weird stories, and and I have a lot of like interesting perspectives on movies I, and songs that i hate and love um but rachel's amazing and yeah. this is this is her genius idea and i just get to i, I get to be there too which I'm, i feel really lucky about
0: well i'm lucky i got i get to listen to it <laughs> i'm gonna be in los angeles soon and i think i know the neighborhood you live in i'm gonna look for you hell that's yeah the neighborhood i'm gonna stay in
1: let's let's hang man
0: i'll be bumbling around just above the reservoir oh yeah
1: super close super close yeah yeah all right cool all right man take care and thanks so um, much yeah. check out in sync wherever you get your podcast check out lyrics for lunch wherever you get your podcast yeah check out jacob the horse wherever you listen to your music totally depressed out june 9th it's about being totally depressed yay, yay. Thanks. thanks and Thank so go much. see jacob the horse the roguelike tavern june 10th we're playing with a loud And Jeddajurians, and I'm doing a lot of fist pumping. It's a very small bar, but (laughs) it's free. It's a free show. Great.
0: All right, man. Take it easy, and I'll uh, hopefully see you in Los Angeles in a
2: couple weeks. Yeah, thanks so much. I got 12 miles down the road in the